This week on the C. McGee Show, I'm joined by Warren and Tash Leggett. Now, Warren and Tash are the owner of Premium Removal Service based in Worcester, Warren's Removals and Storage. We discussed many different things, you know, how to grow a service-based business, how to work with social media influencers, because they're one of the very few removals companies that I've seen that have actually done it. And this interview was quite, quite personal for me because not only is Warren a friend of mine, but we also own the same type of company. You know, we're both in the removals business. But we'll go a step beyond that. Warren discusses how to use your social media to, to, grow, to grow your business, to run a team, how to incorporate your staff into your, your business and your brand's vision. But there was one thing that really struck me was their attitude to, to customer service and their attention to detail. Warren even goes to describe himself as being a little bit OCD, which has obviously served them very well because everything that they do looks absolutely perfect. But we also discuss other things such as, you know, relationships and how to run a business together, you know, how to bounce off each other's weaknesses and bounce off each other's strengths for that matter. So it was a really interesting interview. So if you're a service-based business owner or a business owner of any kind and you want to really grow your business and improve your service, this is the podcast for you. So without further ado, here they are, Warren and Tash Leggett. Welcome to the C. McGee Show, where we have real conversations about business, mindset, and personal development. Here's your host, Chris McGee. Warren and Tash Leggett, first of all, I really want to thank you guys for taking time off your holiday the common chat, the little old me. I appreciate it. Thank you. No worries. Thanks for the opportunity, mate. Yeah, thank Super. You. So just wanted to start. Um, I know a lot of people who listen to this already sort of know you guys. So but why don't you just take a little bit of time to introduce yourselves, tell us who you are uh, and what you're all about. So I'm Warren. Um, this is Tash. We got uh, we own Warren's Removals and Storage. We started that in 2014. Um, growing company. We uh, started with without a van, so we started hiring out a van instead of actually owning one. Did that for 12 months. Then we bought the van we were actually hiring. Um, fast forward to now, we've got 20 something staff, 12 vehicles, massive yard. Looking at our operators, like we've got our, our operators license here. Looking into the HGVs at the minute. I'm 36. Tash is 26, 27. <laughs> 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 27 then. Nine years difference. Yeah. Awesome. And one of the things that you know, obviously, one of the things that we both have in common is that we're both on removals companies. I constantly see you guys, you know, you're, you're wanting to push to the next level. And I had a little bit of chat about this off camera. So what is it that keeps you driven? Like what gets you up every day and keeps that drive intact and keeps you going? Um, so many things, so many factors. Obviously the, um, the brand itself is just, uh, you know, it's growing and it's, yeah. it's very well known. So you, you've automatically got a, a lot of encouragement and enthusiasm for that alone so and also just like the the, the fun of removals the beauty of new people meeting new people yeah. where where it can take new doors customers you meet you can you know you can move a football player one day and you can move an influencer the next day and you can move a multi-millionaire you've never heard of the day after yes yeah. so it's, it's, 
it's, it's such a, a wide range of people that you can meet, which personally excites me. Yeah. I think well, how far we've come in the small amount of time that Warren's Removals has been around is like a massive driving factor because to see how much we've achieved in such a short amount of time is obviously amazing. But it mm -hmm. also makes you think, where could we be in another six, seven years? Yeah, absolutely. But it's always the next step, isn't it? it yeah. It, it opens your eyes to how much bigger it can be and how much better it can be. Yeah. One of the things that really excites me is um, helping people. So I absolutely yeah. love it. You know, I, if I've had a 12, 13 hour horrible day and someone messaged me when I got home, I would still take the time to, to sit there, reply, even call the person. So I quite enjoy helping other removal companies so mm -hmm. on Instagram, Facebook, etc. We do get approached quite a lot, just asking for bits of advice and some people just want to message you just to, just to congratulate you and just to say look you're doing a cracking job and just want to let you know i'm watching <laughs> yeah and, and honestly that really really it does something to me it's such a sense of achievement so yeah. much prize it gives you so much motivation too i feel when you hear that yeah, yeah. definitely like actually just just whilst on holiday um did you see my Insta post the other day about where I started? I did, it was about five or six pictures I put on. Yeah, see, that was very good. The sort of the the, the, the story of, of Warren's removals over the last few years. Yeah, yeah. So I did yeah. that and somebody messaged me called Tom. And he and he said, look, you know, just want to let you know, I've been following you for a couple of years now. And obviously, I have no idea about this, Tom. I don't have a clue where he lives, where he's from, and that he's been following us. This is just somebody that's been following our journey. And he messaged me saying, just want to say you're an inspiration. I'm, I'm 19. I've just started a clearance company and I'm looking to go into removals. And I just felt, you know, how good is that? Yeah. You know, how is nice it? is that to leave those kind of messages? Yeah. And, and like you say, whenever you come home from a long day, you know, things when, when removals are happening, it can be, there are times where it can be very stressful, especially on the day because of time constraints and whatnot. But hearing a message like that will just suddenly re-energize you. Does yeah, definitely. And um, yeah. So you guys, obviously, how, how long have you, if you don't mind me asking, how long have you guys been together now? Five years we've been together now. Amazing. It's a good story actually, because um, I I'd had my I started my removal company for about eighteen months before I met Tash. Brilliant. And I was at the point where I I think I owned two vans at the time. So I was starting to pick up a bit of speed. I was starting to get known in the area. Yeah. And and then I got a call off somebody called Matt Nickel. Um, he owns a, a real successful estate agents in my area, in our mm -hmm. area. Mm -hmm. And that was my first ever one. So my first meeting, I geared up for it. And back then I was always on the job. So I actually did it in between a job, probably on a key weight. Um, yeah. And I walked into the office and that is the first person I, I met was Tash. She was on the reception. Uh, she worked at Nickel and Co. And honestly, I, I, I just, I froze. <laughs> I froze. Yeah. I looked at <laughs> so uh, I, I walked past, went and did my meeting with Matt, which went really well. Um, walked back out, tried to do that cool walk past Tash. Yeah. <laughs> Got back Did it well worked? It worked? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I probably looked like a complete idiot. You didn't. Um, but then I walked back, got in the van, I thought I better, I want to add her on Facebook, Instagram or something, <laughs> but I've got to at least wait 24 hours. 
I waited about 10 seconds probably, <laughs> found her, added her. Uh, and then, it, but basically it was a long story short, it's our little trade off uh, with the estate agent and my company at the time was yeah. like 30 pound voucher or 30 pound to the staff member who recommends us. Mm -hmm. And that's how it works. And, and then a couple of months down the line, Tash actually recommended somebody to my company. So I went in with a cool approach and I said, uh, instead of the £30, can I take you out on a date? <laughs> ah, nice, nice. Move. And the rest is history. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, did, it actually, it wasn't, it wasn't that easy, to be honest. It took me about another six months to get her on that date. She kept cancelling <laughs> on me. I was persistent, Chris. I carried on. Well, it sounded look, like a applied that had been used in the past. I wanted to make sure it hadn't been used before. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing. So you see, I see a lot of moving companies where there's a, like a husband and wife sort of running it. Um, so what for you guys, like what are your opposing skill sets and how do you work well with each other? What, what are the things that make you work well together? I'll answer this if you want. Okay. Um, I am very, very hands-on. I'm such a hard worker. You, you put me on the back of a van and I will shine and I will keep going forever, <laughs> honestly. But Tash brought in a complete different element to the company. She's so professional. She's so great at emails. She's great at advice. Tash is from a, a business family. So she gives me wisdom and, and advice, believe it or not. Um, she's got a cool head. You know, sometimes if you've had a bad day, you've had a bad customer, you've got a, a bit of a shitty email to reply to. Mm -hmm. Tash is that person that can give you advice. No, don't write that. I'll write this. Leave it to me kind of thing. Do you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Mm -hmm. and then and then aside that she's great with numbers she's great with computers she's good at invoicing now tash is the finance manager of the office yeah. as well as director mm -hmm. um so tash in a nutshell tash brought in everything i lacked amazing <laughs> i know it's it's so interesting because warren i would be very like you but I am now having to do a lot of what Tash is doing now. And I find it extremely difficult. Like I'm great with emails with customer service because of practice. You know, I would really love somebody in my office who's super organized. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's one of those things, especially because when your, your business is so personal to you, if you have that unhappy customer and like, let's get it straight, we, we all get them. You know, we all have yeah. people who are unhappy and at least they have the courtesy to email you first and you can sort it out there. But when you initially get that email or that complaint, it can be a real bruise to the ego and it can be almost, yeah. it can be easy to write back something angry. Uh, but then if you wait till the next day, you can write it with a much clearer yeah. head and having that, having that balance is incredible. Yeah. But one of the things that I constantly, you know, one of the words that's been coming up for me over and over again through your social media is community. So what does the community mean to you and why is it so important? Yeah, community itself is, it's something that I didn't really think about, but it's something that we really wanted to, to bring to light. It was during the pandemic. Yeah. You know, all of a sudden, everybody wanted to support local. Everybody was supporting each other. There was um, a, a great sense of 
togetherness. Yeah. yeah. Community sticking together. And then all of a sudden it clicked with me and my videographer. You know, we're very fortunate that one of my best mates is, is our videographer. So he comes up with real good ideas and, mm-hmm. and vice versa. You know, I throw stuff at him, he throws stuff at me. And, and then we just go with it. And, and it is one of the, we'd kind of, Rob, my videographer, had kind of seen it seen this video that we created with a different industry in like Canada or something like that. Mm-hmm. And he said, like, this, this reminds me of Warren's removals, the fact that it, the video he actually showed me was, a, was of a barber. Um, yeah, and, yeah. and he put together a video of, of all of his clients. Like he, he's got his own little community where he's from, um, police officers, firemen, you know, he cuts the hair of, of everybody basically. And, yeah. and Rob, my videographer, is like, you know, that reminds me of Warren's removals. You move everybody. So let's highlight a community section mm-hmm. of the company. Mm-hmm. And what better time to do this than during a pandemic? Yeah. So it kind mm-hmm. of all worked out really well. And we really tried to incorporate the companies that were struggling in the pandemic. Yeah, it was an extremely powerful video, extremely yeah. good video. Yeah, yeah, you know, and and bring awareness to it because... We're very fortunate that through the pandemic, obviously we've been able to work, but there's plenty yeah. that haven't. So the the more we can use our platform to help those people, you know, why not? Yeah. And it, it was great. It was great for everybody we had in the video. Yeah. And there was only, we I can't remember exactly how many trades or industries we showed off on the video, but there was only two or three, which we had to fake. So for instance, Tash was a nurse, so we couldn't, we get, couldn't a get a nurse at the time. No. Yeah. So Tash was a nurse's outfit. There's another uh, staff member that was the police officer, but you know, to the to anybody just watching it. Mm-hmm. Any so it's important public. to highlight those people, but obviously yeah. it's very hard to find those people with time on their hands to- During to a pandemic, yeah. you know, you had to be careful of who you were inviting, you know, yeah. what you were doing. Yeah. At the time, you know, we, we could work together we were, we were in our own little bubble. So we, we used staff members for it. It was mm-hmm. very it was very strict, actually. It was a really well orchestrated video. You know, the mm-hmm. way we had time for people, there's yeah. hardly any mixing. We had dancers coming in. You know, it, it was it was a great, great day, wasn't it? Yeah, and it was. And whenever you get a video, I don't know if you've had any, like, professional videos done, but it's always a long time before... You've shot it mm-hmm. to the editing. Yeah, yeah. Yep. A couple of months sometimes. So when it drops, you, you've almost forgotten that you've done that. And then he throws it at you and you open it and you're like mind blown. Every single yeah. time he throws a video, we are like, wow. Yeah. 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 Because and he's, um, our videographer is quite, um, he's new to his industry as well. Yeah. So he's learning. He, he kind of, he started using me as a, as a guinea pig. Yeah. So the first few videos we did was was free, so he wouldn't charge me, and I would give him a platform to grow and to, to, to learn, as well as he was helping me. It's really strange because a lot of his customers now are, are my customers, mm-hmm. so people who have seen him through my Instagram. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. And vice versa. It's qual it's quality work, and do you know what? I actually have a, a videographer who is very it's sort of similar thing. He was starting out in videography. I said, look, can you come in and shoot a few things for us? So we came in and shot a couple of short clips and took some photos and they were amazing. And now I can't get hold of him. He's so busy uh, just because of his work. I can't get hold of him. Can't get him booked in for anything. But it's just amazing how, like, just that platform that you've given this guy. 
And then, of course, everybody else who was in that video has given them a chance to sort of grow their business and get them seen and get them heard. It's amazing. Definitely. We're always, we're constantly thinking, you know, I think in this modern modern age now with social media and just, just online in general, mm-hmm. visuals are really important. And sometimes yeah. you can have a really great idea and the concept and it can all come together and it can be re- real powerful. Yeah. Um, and I, I do, I know photos are great. You know, we've got um, a photographer which we use once a month and we think he's fantastic. You know, all of our photos that we post are always professional images yeah and photos are fantastic but videos we found just just hit harder they're just mm-hmm. completely different market mm-hmm. absolutely completely agree yeah. yeah they really grab attention i feel don't they definitely and the great thing is sorry to keep waffling on about the video thing but Not sure rob our videographer also runs my instagram ah right so, okay, okay. So we started that on the side as well, so which is great for us because he's got all of the clips. He, he does all of the filming, so we don't need to feed him anything. Mm-hmm. He just does it. We, we don't even know what he's going to drop, when he's going to drop it. You know, even we look at our Instagram like, bloody hell, that's a good one today. I like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no idea, honestly. That's a, it's actually funny because I, I was at, that was going to be my next question. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of companies, especially removals companies, that want to know about how you guys run your social media. So you have that yeah. you you have your videographer sort of doing your your posts and your copy and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Got to a point where we were just too busy and we couldn't focus on it enough. Yeah. And we know how important it is to focus yes. on it. Yeah. So the fact that we could find someone that was able to help us with it was yeah. really one that we took the chance and don't, don't get me wrong. Great. There's um percentage wise, he probably runs twenty percent of our Instagram. Because a lot yeah. of the stuff that's posted is actually me and Tash doing yeah. it. But the, staff, you yeah. know, a lot of our staff love to post and they tag us in it and we can repost it. And I, I love that. Yeah. yeah. And um yeah, so a lot of the a lot of the posts are actually me and Tash mm-hmm. doing it and our own little ideas because you've got to feed a little bit of real life into it yeah. as well. Yeah, you can't sure. just have videos all the time. You've yeah. got to show people that we're a real company and we're doing real moves, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And it's nice to it's also it's nice to have somebody there who you know is going to post to, to be consistent. Um, but yeah. it's nice like it's nice to have the option and say right, let's drop this in or let's drop that in, and not actually have to feel obligated. You know, maybe if you've had a long day and you're like shit, we haven't posted anything in the last couple of days. You know, it's nice yeah. to it's nice to have somebody there who's doing that for you. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's something I find extremely difficult because I still run all of our social media on every platform. And it's really, yeah. it's really, really tough um, no, to try, you, try and keep on top of it. You are really great at it, though. You know, I think when it gets to the point where you're not doing it is when you need to worry, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I, I love doing it. it is Sorry? I don't know if the word is worry, but, you know, yeah. basically what I'm trying to say is if, if all your social media stops because you're so busy, that's when you probably need to bring somebody in. But at the moment, I, I'm always keeping up to date with you, Chris, and you're doing a cracking job on social media. Well, thank you very much. Uh, I've got to say, I've, it's not all like my, my girlfriend is a digital marketer and she's helped me a lot just in terms of yeah. just like basic graphic design and things like that. So it's been, <laughs> I've got to say, it's been a big help. Um, yeah. And we're like yourselves, we've got a, now we've got a photographer on retainer. We're doing our first shoot next week. And we're going to keep going because I want to be as consistent as possible with it. 
yeah, definitely. I remember um, talking to somebody, I can't remember who it was, but it's always stuck in my mind about social media because we, there's this yeah. stigma around social media that if you plough stuff online, you're going to get hated. People aren't going to like that. They're, they're going to eventually hate seeing you. Yeah. yeah. But in fact, it's the complete opposite. Um, the more content, the better. Yeah. So you post every single day. It doesn't matter. You're not throwing it in every single follower's face because believe it or not it's probably only something ridiculously low like eight nine percent of your followers will, will actually see that yeah yeah you, you consistently do it every single day that's brilliant you've got yeah. to continue to do that yeah yeah because i know people that are worried you know they, they what shall i write today or you know don't want to put too much out there yeah mm -hmm. but in fact the more the better yeah no i can i completely agree and yeah, like it's it for for me. The the one thing I'm really struggling with at the minute is stories because I'm not on the vans anymore. And of course, yeah. when you're when you're in the office, it's hard for me to film sales things and stuff because data protection, etc. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of stuff that goes on in there that obviously is customer. We don't want to give names or anything. But now I'm struggling. Now I'm struggling with, with the stories because I'm not on the vans every day, so I can't show the jobs. So I'm trying to get my guys like you guys to, you know, I'm like, look, why don't you take a quick video or take a quick photo, tag us in it, and we'll really share it. I'm like, become become a part of the social media. I don't want my face to be the crisscross brand all the time. I want the guys to be a part of it too. Yeah. It's quite funny, actually, you say that, because, again, we're hit with a lot of luck. And, we, you know, we have to, suppose appreciate that really with our staff because we have not once ever asked any of our staff members to post about our company on social media never yeah. once but there's two or three people adam timbrell especially will post about five things a day yeah he posts more about my company than he does himself yeah yeah <laughs> exactly we've never, asked, we've never once asked him to do that and we we really appreciate that yeah because he's yeah. photos and he's um his little ideas that he comes up with on the day, just on the spot, are, are amazing. Mm -hmm. and, and he adds a perfume series, quite funny with it. And then there's, you've got Jason. You've probably yeah. seen Jason Holder on Instagram, on another one of yeah. our staff, staff members. He, he posts religiously every day. He doesn't miss yeah. a day. In fact, if he misses a day, I, I, I'm like, what's going on, Jason? You right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Again, we've never once asked for this. They just do it. Yeah. I, get, I must say to the guys, I'm like, look, people are probably sick of looking at my face on my personal Instagram. Like, let's get some of your faces in the crisscross because yeah. it's, <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't want the crisscross brand to be about me. I want it to be about everybody and the whole team because everybody puts in the work every single day. And yeah. it, it's, it would be nice for them to be a part of the, the success of the social media too. Yeah. And ultimately, it's, the more content, the more chance there is of getting work, and that puts food on their on their plate. Do you know what I mean? And I know that's the deep way of looking at it, but that yeah. is the truth. Yeah. The, the more you're out there, the more work you're gonna get. Yeah, abso absolutely. I completely agree. Um, I just I actually wanted to say, you know, just just sort of stay on this topic, but I just wanted to ask for. I want to go a little bit broader than just removals for the minute, but if you're like a what I would call like a local services business, you know, maybe self-employed tradesman or removals man with a van. Like, how would you, what, what advice would you give to somebody who is struggling with social media and wants to post more? 
advice would be, um, I don't know, to be honest, some people have got it and some people haven't. So if you haven't got it, you, you have to Ask look for help. help. You have yeah. to look for help. Okay. Yeah. I'm fortunate where I just, I've just got the eye. I know what people want to see. Um, mm -hmm. So I've naturally always done it and I've always been quite good at it. I know yeah. what not to post, um, never post any negativity, etc. But if you're really struggling, you need to find somebody. And I would, a bit of advice on finding somebody is don't just go to anyone. Try and get, try and go to someone who knows you, someone who understands yeah. your humor, the way and you write. And your company, yeah. you know, what your company is about. It could be like a family member even, you know, someone who, who knows you very well in your company and mm -hmm. is able to help you in those those parts um, yeah because i don't I, I no longer use this guy called jack but jack um i used to use for my facebook social media yeah and jack used to work for me so there's two years where he worked for me there or there about and then he moved to london and started his own little social media company so it, it only felt right to give him the work because he knows me he knows the company and he and he knew my humor he knew my way you know he knew what i wouldn't like and he knew what i would like yeah but now now i've got rob the videographer when he posts he he double posts so he puts it on them on instagram and facebook so he kind of bullied jack out without jack <laughs> you know it was unexpected but jack kind of messaged me saying look rob looks like he's doing a cracking job i might just leave you to it yeah yeah so again we've been fortunate in that sector where the person who ran my social media actually worked for me. Yeah. 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 Really Amazing. good insight into how it works. Yeah. yeah. I agree. I mean, you have to, like, for, for me, I actually enjoy sitting, looking at the platforms and creating, like, me and Neve sat one day and done some, like, TikTok videos, which I then posted on Reels for Crisscross, just, just testing things out. Like, I really, really enjoy creating content, like, speaking to lovely people like you two today. Love it. But... Yeah. Um, if you don't, if you don't enjoy it, I think you should start to look into off offload it onto somebody else and suck up the cost, whatever it is, because it's the most important thing for your business if you want to grow. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. You know, yeah. So I go Google's, Google's great, isn't it? But you know, there's a, a large percentage of people out there that would go to social media to find that tradesman, to find that gardener, to find that window cleaner, to find the removal man. You know, it's yeah. all social media, isn't it? So yeah. these days I'd invest into social media before I would anything else. Yeah. yeah. I've got to say, do you know what was really, like something really strange to me? Um, we, we actually done, a, a, it was a full pack of move on Saturday. It was sort of towards the end of June. And I was, I was on the move. There was, there was five of us there to do the whole job. And when we walked in, we, we were like, this is going to be a nice sort of leisurely paced Saturday. So I was like, right, I'll, I'll create a TikTok video for the first time for Crisscross, like a, a voiceover. So I went around and sort of just went, right, this is what a full pack of move looks like with Crisscross removals. You know, went to the boxes, went to the kitchen, went to the wardrobe boxes, and I just sort of recorded it from start to finish. And then at the very end of it, I was like, and then that's also all finished. And I, I, I was like, I'll just post this. And I swear to God, I posted it on the Saturday. I didn't look at the TikTok again until the Monday. And I came into the office. It was a bit later that afternoon at like three o'clock. And I walked in and Dave was like, what, 
what, what the fuck did you do with that TikTok? I was like, we've had five people phone today saying we've seen your TikTok video. So I looked and it had like 10,000 views. And I was like, right. holy, holy good God, like the, the organic reach. I, I, I was just so shocked. So like that, that is the power of a, of a really good video. Yeah. Yeah. You never know, do you? You never know when that, you know. You never know what people are going to like. No. Yeah. And it, it is mind blowing, especially when you hit the jackpot, like with one of those ones. It is yeah. great, isn't it? You get so yeah. many like messages from that. Yeah. I haven't been able I'm to recreate it since. Uh, so you guys seem to, you obviously seem to run like a, what, what would be considered an almost flawless service. So I'll, I'll ask you both the same question. Like what does customer service mean to you guys? Can I go first? Yeah. I think customer service isn't just customer service from when they call. I think it's all the way through to the end. So it's really important that we cover all bases. Mm -hmm. So from the moment they call until the after service and customer care at the end, because sometimes the end is what they remember the most, mm -hmm. because obviously it's the, the last memory of you. So we've tried to build a system where at every point they get flawless customer service. Okay. So from start to finish. So from the moment they call, they're dealt with and cared by, hopefully by the same person. If not, then it's only between two people. So they always know when they call that they're going to speak to one of those two people. You know, they're mm -hmm. not going to call and they're not going to speak to someone different every time. Mm -hmm. It's really important that they stick to the same kind of people, that we're, we're transparent with them throughout it all. Um, and all the way up until, you know, at the end when we collect boxes, we'll give them a call check that the move went smoothly. Mm -hmm. And obviously, if it if they're really happy, which ninety nine point nine percent of the time they are, yeah, um, we you know we they give us reviews without us even having to ask most of the yeah. time, yeah, which is which just stand which just proves that our customer service is great because you know a lot of companies will send an email and say please can you leave us a review whereas most of the time we'll go onto our Facebook or Google and it's already been done mm -hmm. and you know we'll we'll email them or call them after that as well and thank them for that. Mm -hmm. So it's just always keeping in contact with them and being open with them about all parts of the move. That's a customer service to, to me personally, just um, it, it's such a wide range of, of the word customer service. Um, it comes naturally, if that makes any sense. So it, our customer service skills come without us really trying, if that makes any sense whatsoever, but I watch them. I've got really into watching a lot of podcasts um, and learning about different industries and stuff. And one of them was Jeff Bezos. Bezos. I don't know how to pronounce it. Mm -hmm. And and he said something that um, was fantastic. To be honest, and I'll live with this forever up until I no longer own a company. But he said a lot of companies now concentrate too much on their competition um, when in fact their competition are never ever going to send them any money you need to concentrate on your customers don't worry about what your competitors are doing always invest all of your time and energy into the customer yeah. and I remember watching that and thinking we do that without really thinking that we're doing that because mm -hmm. you know although we all keep an eye on our competitors we don't 
look at our competitors or people in the same industry and think of them as competitors. You know, we either look at them for encouragement, inspiration, etc. Mm. But a lot of people don't do that. A lot of people look at like, I need to do better. Yeah, yeah. I, I try and find flaws in that. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. But for us, especially me and Tash, customer service is so important. Really, really important. For instance, if we get a if we get a, a website inquiry over a weekend and the office doesn't open till Monday, we want that inquiry called within five minutes of the office opening. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes sometimes if me and Tasha got a bit of downtime at home and we come across that website inquiry we would actually reply on like a saturday or a sunday yeah. night yeah that's how much our customers mean to us yeah i, I think there's nothing better than like a customer we had one not long ago who sent an inquiry at like 11 30 say and by mid by midday i'd called her yeah and she said wow i've literally just clicked the button on that yeah and that, yeah. that leaves an impression doesn't it you know another it company does. might not call her back till the next day or yes you know, or we could have easily done that, you know, if we hadn't have refreshed our inquiries or whatever it may have been, but it leaves a lasting impression. It They know that you're there waiting yeah. and ready to help them. And, yeah. you know, and the, and the quotes for the next day. So within 24 hours of them making that phone call, they've not only had a call back, we've been out, quoted them and sent them their quote. Mm -hmm. And all, all, all the way down, Speed. every single yeah, yeah, every single section of our company is is driven by that. So mm. from the from the first initial phone call to us making contact to us booking in a quote, we try and get them in as fast as possible. So, for instance, we could get a call at eleven o'clock. We can get them a, a quote by twelve o'clock. Yeah. yeah, by half twelve, they've got their quote in their email by one o'clock they're foot yeah and then all the way down to the actual day of the move um one of my biggest pet hates in removals i've got a couple but my biggest pet hates in removals is the guys turning up to work in the morning and then on the way to the job they're picking up lunch or they're, they're getting breakfast um <laughs> and they're arriving and they're arriving at different times even if it's five minutes apart you're still arriving at different times and that's something that really really gets to me because that customer wants to see the whole team and that yeah. customer wants to walk around the house with every single one of that, that team, say doing it two or three times. Mm -hmm. But that's just something that we're so focused on getting completely right. Perfect. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. We don't let that wash. If I find out someone's gone to get breakfast on the way to the job, we get them in and we talk to them because I think that's customer service at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. It starts from that moment. I actually had that issue. I brought it up at a team meeting a while ago. Um, you know, it's something something very, very similar. And I was like, I was like, look, guys, you, you need to get your get your breakfast before you come in the work. I was like, if you guys need a break at half nine or ten, yeah. then that's fine. But show up to the you need to show up to the customer's house on time. Now we changed our schedules and stuff for little things yeah. so we'll have more time in the morning for preparation. So it's all worked out, but I, yeah. I I completely agree with that philosophy. Everybody's showing up on time and, and making sure you are yeah. there on time. And if you're not going to be there on time, to call the customer and let them know. Communication. Yeah. 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 Because services I've got, I've got one guy called. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, sorry. I've got one guy called uh Simon who's worked for us for since I started pretty much. Um and he is literally like 
hands down the best removal man I've ever seen in my whole entire life. And he's he's got such a crazy brain that the, the night before he will look at Google Maps and he will plan his route and he will yeah. plan the best uh, entrance. Yeah. Not just not just their current house, their new address. Yeah. And other teams and as other well. Teams, yeah. yeah, he'll look at other teams, teams he's not even on, you know. And yeah. say, guys, just so you know, the act's really bad here. I'd go this way if I was you. Yeah. But he's like literally super organized like that. Yeah. However, he lacks in his um, communication skills. Yeah. So I know not to push that part onto, onto Simon so much because I don't know why he's just got this kind of personality where um, he, he struggles with actual communicating with the customers and especially on the phone and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, you kind of have to, you have to accept that with some people. But Simon genuinely is like, he is the, the heart and soul of our company. And if he left, if he handed in his notice, Christ Almighty, it would be in the shit. Yeah. Yeah. No, just saying the beauty. He's the a beauty. Con- sorry, that. Sorry, we can't. Sorry, man. <laughs> sorry. No, no, you go. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> now, I was just going to say, he's the kind of guy that everybody wants to work with. You know, because yeah. when we're dropping the team sheets, we drop them the day before. So today's. Tomorrow's jobs would drop today on WhatsApp. Mm-hmm. Um, and generally there's three, four, five news a day. And if you're on Simon's team, you're going to have a good day. That's amazing. And I know the beauty about what you just said there is the fact that you know his strengths and his weaknesses and you play to his strengths and you've acknowledged, yeah. you've acknowledged his weaknesses, but yeah. the acceptance of having, like everybody's got weaknesses on teams and, that, and that's fine. Yeah. It's not about highlighting those flaws. It's just about accepting them and playing people yeah. in their strengths. And I think that's an, exactly. a sign of an amazing leader and an amazing leadership. Yeah. Yeah, you can't, you can't throw people into um, situations that they're not comfortable with. No. But it does take you a, a quite a long time to learn this. You know, you have to, it takes you a while to figure out a staff member, for instance. I was saying this to a staff member the other day. I was on a, a massive job and I spent a lot, a lot of time with um, just one staff member. We were in the van together every single day. The move was six days in total. So I got to know him really well and I was talking about staff in general. And sometimes you have to, you have to look deeper into just one staff member and who they are. You have to look at their household and if you're actually managing them and their wife at the same mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? So yeah. Sometimes... Sometimes these guys, they don't wear the trousers, their wife does, and if they need to be back at a certain time, you kind of have to gauge that, you know, you're, you're not just managing, I don't know, Adam, for instance, you're, you're managing Adam and his wife, although you don't really ever speak to his wife, you, have you to are take managing the whole it. family into consideration. Oh, absolutely. And what yeah them as a family again yeah. it goes back to motivation doesn't it mm-hmm. some families obviously are motivated by him being out late so then he's earning more money mm-hmm. but some families obviously want family time and that's important to to realize that and work yeah. to that yeah yeah that uh, just an interesting point that um just off the back of that we we had the same sort of issue you know people were getting frustrated working hours, too many hours, you know, not spending time at home. I decided to, to not work weekends anymore. And that was for myself as well, for my own, just for my own mental health, because it was just, you know yourself, if 
if something happens on a Saturday and you try and take a day off, then you're 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 still switched yeah. on. You don't actually get. So I find yeah. myself canceling plans. And we came to an agreement as a team. And um, when I say a team, I mean my main staff. You know, the general manager, the team leaders. Mm-hmm. They 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 all just said it was too much. You know, they were missing time with their kids. They were missing time with this. And I just said, look, it's not worth the extra money on a Saturday. I said, look, we'll stop working weekends. If they come up, I'll give you guys the option. If you want to work it, you can. But yeah. it's it's one of those things you kind of need to balance out. And I know you guys have, uh, you guys do work Saturdays, but I'm sure not everybody works six days every week, especially the family guys. No, no. we've got a new system where they work one Saturday. The following Saturday, we'll do everything in our power to make sure that they don't work. Mm-hmm. So it's one off and one on. Yeah. Which the guys love. Yeah. Know, you know. That's but great. But again, it's, um, you know, you can't, you can't solve for us especially you can't fix a problem for everybody because yeah. not yeah. not everybody wants time off yeah. you know what i mean so there's i remember reading about um this is just off, off the subject a tiny bit but about iceland you know iceland have started to roll out these four-day weeks because it's better for mental health and stuff Mm-hmm. and their statistics i can't remember the exact numbers but it's like 60 something percent said that you know they'd rather work four days and have three days off yeah but to me that that there's that 30 odd percent didn't want that mm-hmm. so yeah. you kind of have to you're never gonna win it all. You, you're not yeah. you're never no. gonna win it all no but i've got like a few guys that want to work every single hour that you know that if we had sundays they'd work on a sunday they want to work yeah, seven yeah. days a week they want to work 12 hours a day yeah without risking burnout but then you get other guys that, that just want four days and they want to be finished at five o'clock so it's literally catering to everybody but you can't fix the problem for all yeah no of course yeah it's just about trying to find a little bit of middle ground it's like give and take it's like well yeah. you, know, you don't want to do this but you're going to have to do this you know and just trying to find yeah. it's it's in ever it's in ever going balance as a leader for sure but you know you guys seem to be doing a great job i know i'm certainly trying my best it's it's difficult especially in an yeah, industry you, where it's not a you, start and a finish time you hit the nail on the head though you the best way to combat this kind of problem is to give them the option instead yeah. of expecting it you ask them yeah. and if mm-hmm. they say yes then it's their choice mm-hmm. so we constantly do that we're always overrun we're always taking too much on we've always got a lot of bookings we've always got the option of a, a six-day week most weeks so we ask everybody who who's up for a six-day week and you'd be surprised that like at least 50 percent of the company say yes they yeah. want it mm-hmm. sometimes more mm-hmm. But it's giving them the option. Yeah, instead of throwing it on their plate, you ask them. Yeah, it's yeah, no, it's it's a tough one, but it's certainly something. It's it's about just about learning as you go as a leadership to try and because you, you as I'm sure you find it's not just about the customer anymore. It's probably about seventy percent about the staff now, thirty percent about the customer. Like in terms of managing expectations and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but we're really um, we're OCD with, with pretty much everything. You, you must have seen our you must have seen on our social media, just all the way down to our branding. You know, we yeah. want our branding perfect. And another thing, one of my other pet hates in removals is staff turning up with 
grey jogging bottoms. It's it is a company rule that if you're wearing shorts or bottoms, they've got to be black. Mm-hmm. We do not want to see anyone in in yeah. Adidas stripy grey tracksuit bottoms because it really doesn't look good. Mm-hmm. And and that is something that we we stand by. And in fact, I've actually sent somebody home before to get black trousers because really? the job was that important to me. Yeah. Yeah. I, and just that's just, just an interesting topic. I mean, I'm strict about uniforms, crisscross tops, um, strict yeah. about, you know, hoodies and stuff. Now, if it's a freezing cold day, you know, guys can obviously wear, wear a coat. We don't have any crisscross coats. Yeah. I wouldn't be as strict as to say that. But why, why is it that, that the black is so important to you guys? I, I'll, I'll yeah, say you why answer. I yeah, think, yeah. and then you can say why yeah, you think. Sure. Um, I think it's important because I think in the removals industry you know there's a certain picture painted about removals people okay i feel and i feel like this is like our our brand and which obviously heavily branded and part of that is that the guys wear the uniforms yeah and they and they're in unison um so not everyone's wearing something different you know it doesn't look like they've just turned up just to work today and you know, they don't really work for the company. It's important that everyone knows that they are our employees, mm-hmm. use their uniforms. And yeah, I, I'd say that's why. But yeah, for me, it's, it's not, it, it is that. It's a, yeah. a, a huge element of that. But to me, I remember it hit me because I wasn't that strict about this until I got a photographer. And uh, yeah. and the one day we, we had a whole shot doing, um, and our photographer's great. He sends the he sends the photos within like two hours or something. So he comes yeah. in, nice. takes about four hundred shots, gets home, does his editing skills, and then sends them across. And I remember this one shoot that we did, and there's one staff member that was wearing grey tracksuit bottoms, and he yeah. completely ruined the whole shoot. In fact, I never posted a single photo because uh, it just messed with my head. It, it just looked out of place. Yeah, that and, and is that's amazing. When you're heavily branding on social media and stuff, yeah. it all needs to look crisp and perfect. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, no, it's very not, interesting not, point. Yeah, we're not. Um, we're not asking these guys to to pay for it out of their own money. We're yeah. we're offering. You know, if you need to go and buy some black bottoms, go and do it. Give me the receipt. It's no problem. Amazing. So, yeah. Yeah. No, it's a, it's just interesting point. I just wanted to probe that one a little bit further, um, because it's it, it yeah. I, and I I completely agree about the brand because you want you want your image to look good, but you also want consistency as well. Yeah. 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 Unreal. And just going back to social media, and you guys obviously worked with influencers recently. Um, Warren, I know you went down to do a job in London. Was it for Zara? What What's yeah. her second name? I can't remember her second name. Zara McDermott, Sarah Sam McDermott. Thompson. Yeah. Yeah. So how, how was it's that? Quite, it's, quite, it's quite funny, actually, because um, over the a month or two before that, Tash was constantly showing me videos <laughs> of Sam Thompson, like laughing at his, his Insta stuff. Um, and then one day I was mowing the lawn and I got an Instagram message and it was from Zara. And I thought, bloody hell, 1.5 million followers. So I clicked on it and I thought, Oh, she goes up like this Sam guy, which Tash always shows me. Yeah. Um, so I instantly rang up Tash. I was like, look, I've had this message and you know, I don't know what to do if she wants to um 
who wants to do a collaboration. I've not done one of these before, so I actually didn't really know what a collaboration was at the time. Um, ultimately, that's their way of saying, will you move me for free? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, there's, there's a certain element of, uh, of thought behind that, but obviously with this one, it came two. So there wasn't just one influencer, there was two and there were a couple yeah. and they're really well known. And, Combined followers were like 3 million. Um, so I obviously entertained that. So I spoke to, I asked for a mobile number. I said, look, this is really, uh, I know you probably don't really want to give your mobile number up, but you know, you can rest safe in the knowledge that it's very confidential to me. Um, but I would like to talk about this. And she sent it within like 10 seconds. And I rang her and we had a really nice conversation. She said, look, you know, I've, I've been recommended to you from a couple of friends, which I thought was a bit weird because we're nowhere near London. We're in Worcester. We're, 120 miles away so first of all it's amazing that we're getting recommended by her friends mm -hmm. um and the fact that she reached out to us was great but yeah. we quickly learned that it was a really small easy job so doing it for free was you know yeah. an easy decision for us it wasn't a bad it wasn't a hard decision at all in fact i worked out the costs and um not taking my own wage into consideration because I consider myself a free member of staff. Yes. Um, but my outgoings for that first day because we brought into storage was about 180 quid. And also I want to stress that it's not a move for free. You are getting something in yeah. return. So they're paying their currency is Instagram. It's a yeah. real yeah. weird world exposure. now. But it's yeah. exposure yeah so that's that's what they paid with and um and it was a bit of a test for us really to see what if we get referrals from it you know does anything come from these or not you know is it worth it yeah and it was a, a test worth doing wasn't it yeah, yeah so I, I know chris i know that that's not my market i don't live in that area yeah that's not my market at all i don't need to move people who live in london because we're not going to be competitive enough for those customers. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, so I know that that is aimed for companies in that area, but mm -hmm. for us, it was like a, a huge sense of achievement that they've approached us so far away. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We move um, athletes. We, we, we've moved a lot of them uh, in our area in Worcester. We're one of the only cities in, in the country with, without a football team. Well, we've got a football team, but it's real poor. No one really knows about them. Okay. In our, in, in our, in our um, city, we've got uh, Worcester, uh, rugby, sorry, Worcester Warriors, who are like yeah. in the yeah. Premier League. So we move them all the time. Um, we move footballers. And these guys, they're not after a freebie. They don't ask for a collab. No. They just want to do a move. So we've done moves like this with high-end people, but yeah. for actual money, not for an Insta post. Yeah. Yes. So we've okay. had a little yeah. bit. We already know a bit about this, but obviously, ultimately, this was an experiment for yeah. us as well. Okay. And if you were to do it, if you were to do it again, how would you do it differently? Or is there anything you would do differently, I should say? Yes and no. So since then, I've had a, a message for, I can't remember a name, Sam Fares or Billy Fares or something like that. Yeah. Um, the Mommy Diaries. Yeah. Uh, Sam. So, Sam, yeah. So... I actually got approached by another removal company that didn't want to do this. So they said, oh yeah, you know, I've seen you, um, seen you move Zara recently. Are you interested in this move? So I said, well, let's have a look at it. And, and in fact, it was a mammoth move. It was big, 
Mm. It would have took two or three days. It would have took half of my fleet out. Yeah. Um, so you've got to look at that. You know, you can't be stupid with it. You can't move a whole house over three days in London yeah. for nothing because you're going to end up skinned. Yeah, yeah you've got no, to weigh up the pros and cons. Yeah. And there's, yes. there's, there's, yeah, I'm sorry, go ahead, Warren, finish what you were saying. There seems to be a little bit of a glitch here. Sometimes I'm like cutting over you guys by accident. Yeah. Sorry, what were you no, saying? That's all right. I was just going to say, yes, yeah, so you've, you've got to look at the size of the job and if it will be worth it. And, yeah. um, you know, I'm a bit of a case study that Zara's move actually worked wonders for us. It worked. It was amazing for the phone ringing. Don't get me wrong, the phone went absolutely nuts and we couldn't believe it however it was real bad timing because it it was in june mm -hmm. in fact we didn't even have the capacity to do zara's move i just made it happen mm -hmm. i yeah. i should have said we can't do it it was june we were too busy we were stretched every day we were working seven days a week pretty much um but when when we did the move and we got that exposure, the amount of phone calls we got from everybody who wanted June, unfortunately. Yeah. So we got the phone ringing, but we couldn't do any, anybody's move. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it was, a, it was an experiment worth testing out, but if you, you were doing it differently again, yeah. you, well, I, I, I actually agree with you about the size of the job. We have been yeah. asked to do jobs for free before, which I've refused because... I mean, at the end of the day, yes, you'll get exposure, but the people, and, and maybe for an influencer such as Zara with such a massive following for a small job, yes, it would have been worth it. But we've had people with like 20, yeah. 30,000 followers that aren't even in our market asking me to do like a three bedroom semi-detached yeah. house for free. And I was like, I just said no. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's you've, you've got to weigh up the cost and you've got to weigh up the, the the cost isn't too high but it's what are you missing out on you know for, yeah you're sending three vans and three men out for for two days like what what is that worth to you you know a thousand pound plus probably so yeah it's not and, and aside that aside that you've got to also remember that these people don't own cheap furniture there's a lot of risk involved for a free job mm -hmm. yeah mm-hmm so expensive everything's so heavy you know you've got to take extra care so these jobs generally would get done over two days you kind of have to add an extra day to these kind of jobs because it takes so much preparation take, yeah yeah exactly you want to take time amazing and also area area so area comes into it doesn't it so yeah with zara we know that that's not our area so we know that the phone's going to ring in london but are we actually going to win any of those moves even if we were available yeah probably not one or two yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. one or two. Well, it was a, it was an experiment with a trend anyway. It's um yeah. just I was just yeah. really interested. I, I seen I seen what happened and I was just interested to, to know. And I've actually and they were really level people too, weren't they? Really, really nice yeah. people. Really nice. In, right. in fact, you know, we've all got these uh, preconceived ideas of these influencers and what they're actually like, but um, but they're every everybody out there is just just a human. You know, they're just really normal people we were just yeah. chatting about the euros at the time we were, me and sam yeah. were saying we it's coming home it definitely is it's coming home <laughs> you know what i mean he yeah was just, he was just a, a normal everyday customer yeah yeah unreal unreal it's not so, yeah sorry tash what was that i just said it was nice to see yeah 
Um, so how do you guys, I'm sort of going to move on to like, you know, personal lives and, and balance and things like that. So how do you guys, and obviously you've got the, you know, your young daughter, Harper, um, and of course yeah. the two of you work within the business. Um, it's obviously a lot of hard work. So how do you guys manage your time or what do you do for downtime? I think you should say your Jeff Bezos thing again. <laughs> <laughs> Something else he learned from his Jeff Bezos podcast. So just um, just to track back a little bit, Chris, about two years, well, it's been 20 months now. I, I quit drinking alcohol. Yeah. So my, mm. my, da- my downtime after work, et cetera, was um, a pint, having a couple of pints, and a couple of pints turned into five, six pints, and this was every single night. So um, I decided to, to quit and invest all of my time and energy into the business and family, etc. And now all of a sudden, I'm uh, well, well, addicted to podcasts well. and like learning about business. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Learn, learning about business and um, doing research on some of the biggest companies in the world. And I watched a uh, Jeff Bezos thing the other day, and and he said something that um. It, it's so true he said there's such a stigma out there at the moment about work-life balance and it's drilled into us that work-life balance is so important which implies that in fact there's a bit of a trade-off there's a trade-off between work and family life but yeah. in fact there shouldn't be and it shouldn't be a balance it shouldn't be weighing scales it's, it's a it's a circle yeah. So if you're happy at work, you should be happy at home. And if you're happy at home, you'd be going into work happy. And it's, it's just a never end circle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you're happy here, you're going to be happy here as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we're in an industry, unfortunately, we're in an industry where work life balance is kind of out the window anyway, because we don't know when we're going to finish. Yeah. So we have to take that on board, obviously. Um, and just, I don't know really it's you've got to make the most of your downtime Tash for my birthday was at Christmas I can't remember my birthday wasn't it um you bought me a work phone yeah for my birthday birthday. so I've always run my company from one phone Mm. um, and Tash bought me a, a a personal phone so now I've got a personal phone and a work phone and I'm getting really good at leaving my work phone in the house or on holiday now I leave my work phone in the villa um and I do actually feel the most relaxed I've ever been. Mm-hmm. I know that everything's sorted at home. I know that I'm, I'm spending quality time with my family and I'm actually present as well. So I'm not yeah. in the clouds thinking I'm not stood in the back of a van wondering if, if this is going right, I'm actually here and I'm on holiday. <laughs> yeah. I think that's important. I think the most important thing about having downtime is to really have it, you know, yes. really let go and enjoy it, especially when you're running a company there's always a part of you that's still at home thinking about the company yes. but the most you can detach yourself you'll actually get the most out of it because like we spend our time now obviously sometimes we'll think oh that's a great idea for what we should do when we get back with the vans yes. or this that or the it, other if you try you to clear your head yeah. you come back exactly yeah, you come back so much fresher than whether than if you were sat on your phone looking at what's going on today when you don't need to know what's going on today you know it's being sorted uh-huh. And your head is otherwise filled with that. So it's just really trying to let go of everything and enjoy the downtime that you get. It was yeah. quite funny, actually, Chris, because um, I decided that I was going to work 
because I'm not the kind of person that can completely switch off. I have to check in yeah. at least once a day. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I decided that I was going to work an hour or an, maybe two hours maximum in the morning. Uh-huh. Um, and, I, and I told this to Esther, to Esther, who works in the office, and she said, no, I don't think that's a good idea. I think you need to work probably half an hour maximum at night because in the morning is when all the problems happen. So you don't want to read about any problems. <laughs> If you read, if you open your phone in the evening, you you'll see the problems, and then you'll see, see how they've problems. been dealt with. Yeah. And I felt that's a really good point, actually. I'm going to do that. Yeah. yeah. I've tried to yeah. stick to that. Because they've already been resolved by the evening. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Otherwise, my head would just go. You know, yeah. you wouldn't worry about stuff. Yeah. And you try and take it into your own hands, then. Yeah. When you see a problem, you want to deal with it yourself. And yes, it's yeah. it's it's and instinct, Luke, natural instinct. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Luke, who's the general manager who runs the company when we're away, has given me every evening. He's sending me like a, a relatively long WhatsApp message, just highlighting everything, what's gone good, what payments we've had, you know, what you know, just basically giving me a, a brief overview of what's happened. Yes, yeah. yes, and, and that just puts my mind at rest. Yeah. Uh, the the reason the reason I ask um I actually don't even I, I ask the same you know the same sort of question to anybody who's an entrepreneur you know about work life balance I actually hate using the word balance I like using the word integration you know when when we're yeah. when when I'm off I'm similar to Warren I'm doing little things you know I'm either right now I'm cutting up videos from podcasts and things like that which is a real pain but I, I want to get this podcast right. You know, I'm always working on little personal projects, even on the weekend. Um, yeah. you know, just doing little bits and pieces. We we built a gym down in our office <laughs> so that I can work out there if I'm called in, you know, on an emergency. So trying to just bring in everything that's important to me and trying to integrate it in with work. It's, yeah. it's yeah. quite quite easy and it's it is important. The only time I really switch off is between sort of two o'clock on a Saturday. Um, after I finished a lot of the stuff I do in the morning, rotas and things like that on a Saturday morning. Yeah. Yeah. Right through until Monday morning, I come back in. But w- w- get, getting, a, getting a work phone and a personal phone was one of the first things that I ever done <laughs> six months in the run of the business. Oh, really? It is, it's a game changer, yeah. absolute game changer. And it's the, my work phone gets left in the office on Friday, whatever time we finish until Monday morning. Um, mm-hmm dip in and out in case there is any emergency and emails over the weekend i always phone our customers on a friday to tell them yeah look this is the office mobile and it's not going to be in operation but if you need anything drop us an email and i'll pick it up over the weekend just trying to integrate things but also at the same time looking after your customers not leaving them in in limbo and it's um just interesting that you brought those points up you know about integration and what you're doing um but I, yeah. I wanted to come back to a point there. I know, Warren, we had this conversation last year about you not drinking. So, Tash, can I yeah. ask you, how do you think that has not, not only improved the business, but improved your relationship on home life? I think on both levels, it's improved it more than I could ever imagine it could have. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, Warren's removal was successful before he drank. But it's so much more successful now. He doesn't drink. Mm-hmm. And I feel like he's got, again, when he said, like, he's obviously got a bit of a hot, you know, when he's dealing with customers, if there's ever a bad moment or with staff, 
Yeah. I feel like you see everything much clearer now, if that makes any sense. Everything's very transparent. He sees it with a clear head. He deals with problems better. And I just feel like you're more present within the company, aren't you? Yeah. Definitely. And it, it, got, it got to a point, Chris, that um, I was relying on alcohol. I definitely wasn't an alcoholic. So I don't yes. want to make it seem like I had a problem. Mm. But I just think in society now, there's a lot of drinking and it's, it's the normal. It's the normal, it's yeah. The norm. yeah. Um, yeah. And my work-related stress would end up with a, a pint of beer every night, you know, it's pretty much every single night. Yeah. And if I didn't, if I didn't change, it, I could have gone down a, a quite a bad avenue, you know what I mean? So, in fact, I've changed, I've got into my fitness. Mm. Uh, I feel healthy in body and mind now. Yeah. Amazing. And I don't, I don't think I could have done, I don't think I could have done the um the whole expansion and yeah. the huge leap that we took this yeah. year to our new premises and the outlay of money and the the cost implications. I don't think I could have done that with my old head. Mm -hmm. It would have been much more difficult, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, Everything's just... rationalised now. Yeah. And there was it, I know you said there about, you know, got the, it was like a stress reliever at the end of the day. Um, once upon a time ago, yeah. once upon a time ago, I remember going to see a coach who was a performance coach for Irish dancers and boxers and MMA fighters. And he, he was doing a talk one yeah. time and he was saying about, you know, alcohol and stress relief. So what happens if you feel stressed? And your the you know your way to calm that stress is by having a drink. So your body and your mind get used to that stress reliever is the or stress is the trigger. Alcohol makes you feel calm. And he said once that gets locked in your subconscious mm. mind and is done over and over and over again, it becomes very hard to break. And that's how alcoholism happens. And it's yeah. just just interesting. I actually yeah I still do drink just very rarely. Um, but. <laughs> my alcohol used to be the same sort of thing i would have wanted to unwind after a stressful week which for me led to other things um very things i don't want to discuss here right now but it led led to bad things and yeah. now i've changed that relationship so when we're celebrating or me and my girlfriend go out for dinner or we're celebrating you know a big business win we'll have a few drinks so it's just changing that trigger for me but yeah. Uh, it just, just, just really, yeah, it's great to hear that, you know, you were able to get out of that and of course grow your business. So it's just a, an attribute that a good lifestyle can equal major business growth in a short space of time, just due to clear head and that sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It was hundred percent other than starting the business in the first place, it's hundred percent the best decision I've ever made. And mm -hmm. yeah. And I don't think I'm ever going to drink again. It sounds strange, but mm -hmm. I, I don't really, it doesn't interest me anymore. As soon yeah. as you see a life without it, I feel like once you saw a life without it, yeah. you see your life before it. So you remember what it was like to drink and you see you see the difference. When you're in the cycle, mm -hmm. you don't see what it could be without it. No, yeah. You do. Yeah. In fact, yeah. there's a, Tash laughs at this, but there is, um, in our house, we've got some like, family photos and stuff. And <laughs> and over the last year or so some of those photos I find quite hard to look at because I remember me then I remember that exact night the photo was taken and how I was acting and how much I was drinking and what I was up to kind of thing and I've, I just asked her politely can we change the photos to yeah. a, 
to a, yeah. the new me. <laughs> Amazing. Just let yeah. go, let go of the old self. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, really, really incredible. And I'm just sort of really delighted. I remember, I think you're probably only about three or four months in the last time we spoke. So it's just amazing to see how that's affected both your personal and professional life. It's great. Yeah. Yeah, we are the happiest we've ever been. And yeah. we've always been happy. Me and Tasha never ever argue. We're always on the same wavelength, yeah. etc. But something has definitely happened where we just feel unbreakable now. Yeah. Amazing. Unreal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right. So I want to finish off with some sort of fun, you know, quick fire questions. I don't know if you guys already had, uh, read them, but I'm, I'm going to shoot you them both. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So Warren, I'll start with you. Are you a morning or a night person? Easy. Can I ask a question on this question? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. In what sense? in what sense do you mean like do, you like do, do i go to or what's my mood like in the morning or at night or uh, yeah. talking do i go to bed or do i wake up early okay um well when, when let, let's go with um mood like are you a morning or a night person are you in a good mood in the morning or at night i'm, I'm the same mood morning and night <laughs> i don't say yeah but <laughs> I, i'll wait i'll wake up early i'm an early early bird always up early yeah but i also go to bed early yeah <laughs> <laughs> just out yeah, of curiosity so i will go ahead Tash. i was gonna say I, I wake up early but i go to bed late <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's not great <laughs> what, what, what time do you guys rise at uh, uh well you're normally up about half six yeah if i did if I, don't have, seven. if I don't have to get up and there's no alarm i'd automatically wake up between six and seven mm -hmm. yeah um tash will just wake up just naturally at any point you know it can be eight o'clock it could be 11. Yeah. <laughs> no, <that's laughs> no. we got a three-year-old i never get to sleep till 11. oh uh, no yeah. that would be i, I don't <laughs> think so but we go to bed early and when i say early it's normally nine o'clock yeah yeah but, Jesus. but tash tash likes to educate herself tash likes to read um the, the mail online she reads yeah. loads of newspaper articles and she does that in, in bed so mm -hmm. i wake up in the morning like, what time did you go to bed she's like 12 i'm like we went to bed at nine yeah yeah but i was reading about the taliban <laughs> neve does the same thing i love it i love it neve does the same thing we would be we, she would literally be falling asleep on the sofa if we were watching, like, um, at the moment we're watching Modern Family, she'd be falling asleep, and then I'd be like, right, let's go to bed. We'll go up to bed, and all of a sudden the phone comes out and the earphones go in. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm just like, oh, I, I, need, I, need, I need to watch something to fall asleep to. I'm like, we're just falling asleep five minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, so next question. What compliment do people give you the most? Oh... Should we answer each other's? Uh, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, let's do, let's do that. Go on then. You tell me mine. No, you tell me mine first. <laughs> I need to think about it. <laughs> I think business-wise, it's um, uh, it's always the same with really. you. Doing so well. Yeah. I'm really proud of you. How much you know. you've achieved. Yeah. Yeah. You must be really proud. Um. It's a, it's a lot of that. You get that quite a lot, which is great. And also, um, 
family. I get quite yeah. a lot of uh, compliments about my beautiful family. About cheesy. I have actually got the most beautiful family in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. I think that's one, one like thing about a couple, of, a couple of photos that I posted last night. Yeah. Like three or four of my friends, and this is on my personal Instagram, which I've only just started, so not, not many followers. Um, but they, quite a few people, a few of my friends, said, wow, like, you guys are the best, you know what I mean? I love those kind of compliments. Yeah, they're the best compliment you can get. Yeah, because it's yeah. rare for me, Tap and Harper, to get a photo which is actually... A nice photo because Harper's like a little normally poking the tongue out or something. Yeah, yeah, a little <laughs> So when I was excited to post that one last night, and it got a good, yeah, you know, it got a good reception. Amazing, amazing. Um, what about yours? Yeah, go ahead. You answer it. Tashi's obviously her looks. My Aww. my my compliment to Tash every single day, probably ten times a day, is how great she looks. <laughs> Brilliant. Proof. Yeah. <laughs> Is that it? Just my looks. <laughs> it wasn't uh, how many. It was the, the most. What 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 do the staff compliment you guys on the most? Your team. Oh. Um, the staff compliment. I think his is how how much he's in communication with them, mm -hmm. and. You know, he's he's everyone's friend, Warren is. He's really yeah. good at that. You know, he's always been like that. You know, the guys mm -hmm. can come to him about anything. Mm -hmm. That's the biggest compliment they'd give you. Is yeah. that you're so open with them. And I, I don't know if this is like an actual compliment, but it's something that's been told to me quite a few times is how how can I say thank you? Because yeah. it's it's such a strange in in any industry, in a lot of businesses out there, there's not many thank yous. No. Yeah. But I actually say it, or I try to say it every single day to as many yeah. staff members as I can. Yeah. I always say thank you. Make sure it they means know a lot. they're appreciated. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that's, a big, that's a big one. Amazing. I, I do it every day as well, as many times as I can. Um, as many yeah. times as appropriate, really. But yeah, I'm just making yeah. people feel valued is a, is a big one. And what about you, Tash? Yeah. What, what, what's, what are the staff complimenting uh, on the most? I'd say that they co probably compliment me the most on getting paid on time. <laughs> <laughs> That's always a good one. Uh, I think there's a lot of like indirect compliments. You know, you, you rarely ever get people come in and compliment you on. Oh, thanks for yeah. paying me on time. But there's a, yeah. a, a certain element of them being grateful for that side of things. Yeah, yeah. Okay, next one. What is your hidden talent? Oh, I've got a good got one. A good I've one. got a good one. Yeah. I'm actually world class, Chris, <laughs> at the Diablo. The Diablo? You know the Diablo, those things that you. Know. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, actually. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, really good at the Diablo. Um, I when I was uh, in school on the, my same road where I lived, there's a like a youth centre. Yeah. And in one of the rooms at the back, there was a, a guy that used to always, he had yo-yos, he had like the plates spinning on a stick. And, and he taught me how to use the Diablo and I was really young at the time and I was mesmerized by it. It's a bit like magic as a kid, magic is like the best thing in the world. But for me, watching this guy on the Diablo was one of the best things I'd ever seen. So I just picked up the sticks and I just, I don't do it now, obviously. I'd like to. You do every now and then. Yeah, if I see a if Diablo. He sees, if he sees one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
I'm actually quite good on the DM. <laughs> awesome. Warren, you I have, to, sh- you have to show one. me a video. You have to show me a video. Have you got one in the house? Yeah, we'll do. <laughs> actually, I've got an idea. I might get, I might get a branded Diablo. <laughs> Why not? Why not? Yeah. Cash, what about you? I'll what bring is... that to life. I'll buy you one. You buy me one as well. I'll get you a crisscross one. Yeah, I'll have a look online, see if it one of these branded Diablos actually exists. <laughs> awesome. And then I'll practice, and then I'll come over to England, and we'll we'll do we'll do a video together. <laughs> All right. Go ahead, Tash. Your, what's your, what's your head head? I don't think I've got one. Thinking back back into your school days, what were you good at? That's what I've done. Dancing wasn't you? You're a good dancer. Yeah, yeah. I used to dance. I know one thing, Chris. You can't sing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I can. <laughs> well, as long as nobody else but Warren hears you, that's fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the Chris, I'm interested in yours. My hidden talent. Do you know what? Yeah, I haven't even I haven't even thought about my hidden talent yet. Um, is it interviewing people? Could be. We'll see how big yeah. the podcast gets. Who knows? Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, I don't know. I have to think about that one to get back to you. I've got talents, right. but I don't know what my hidden talent, it's yet to be discovered. There you go. Think about it and I'll invite you onto my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, I'm not starting a podcast. Yes, no, do. Should do. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, for, me, for me this is all about fun i have like no yeah i just want to promote promote it and have fun on it like it's not i, I don't want to be joe rogan but you never know it's uh, great chris by the way i am um, i i've done another podcast which wasn't filmed so i prefer the filmed ones because it's more real so mm-hmm. fair face you on that but Brilliant. i did a podcast with um with somebody who on instagram look pretty good actually and i'm not going to put him down he's a, he's a great guy nice guy got a good podcast but yeah. it, i didn't have the same feel and in fact um he cut me short he cut me short on a half of my, i only got through half of my removal story and he said that's it thank you uh thanks for joining us warren and i was like well it's not finished <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was a bit odd so i'm just paying you a compliment here so yours are real good even though you probably consider yourself a bit of an amateur at this or, or, or a newbie you're actually really good you thank you appreciate you remind that me of joe rogan oh do I? it's because i'm bald and i've got like tattoos <laughs> no yeah, yeah. <laughs> just the same yeah. uh right now, this is my favorite one uh what is your biggest addiction yours is easy i've got a few i've got a few <laughs> The boring answer is work. That's yeah. the boring answer. But I've got a new found hobby, a new addiction, which is um, mowing my lawn perfectly straight, getting the lines. Yeah. Green, greenest lawn in Worcester, yeah. by far. He entered himself into a lawn Facebook group. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? what more sounds really sh- boring. And I suppose Sorry, mate. Yeah, it sounds boring, and I suppose it's a little bit... Uh, getting old I suppose but when I'm mowing the lawn and I'm outside and I'm by myself is when I do my most creative thinking yeah mm. I'm sure 
I'm sure that's fun for you, Tash, when he comes back in. Tash, here's what we're going to do next. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I normally sit outside and watch him and watch his brain ticking over as he's going up and down the lawn. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Joe, I feel like I feel like that when I'm either boxing or driving. One of those two things. Yeah. If I'm doing those things yeah. by myself, um, I'm not great at housework uh, at all. I've got a cleaner and, and that sort of, uh, you know, for, for home. But yeah. dri- driving and boxing, when I do those two things, I can, I think, very creatively. So it's yeah. amazing. I remember um, somebody saying, and, and I, I don't actually do this, but I can, I can understand it, is that when you're in the car, shouldn't really listen to music you should make your phone calls at that point or you should listen to some news or get a podcast on the go mm-hmm. um, but what i do every yeah. every given opportunity i've got my music on full blast that's yeah I, that's I, just who you are though that's just who that's, i am that's yeah. how you relax yeah <laughs> but i remember someone saying you know when you're in the car that's when you need to get your phone calls out get them done you know get these get the calls done those important little bits but in fact i just want to listen to eminem <laughs> Look, whatever works for you. I, I used to do that sales calls in the car through the emails, boom, straight in, headphones in. But now yeah. if the car is a, a relaxing time, although I need a new car because my car is falling apart. My caddy really is. Uh, yeah, man. Um, what about you, Tash? What's your biggest addiction? I'd say probably watching crime documentaries. Yeah. I'm a bit obsessed with watching crime documentaries, so probably that is my biggest addiction, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Tash is quite weird, actually. We went to, um, we've been walking the dog someplace before, and she's looked at me and she said, oh, I think that, that'd be quite a good place to murder someone. You can hide someone <laughs> easy there. <laughs> no, what right. a great thing to say. <laughs> good, good. Weird, yeah, it does, look, it does look quite good. It's good, good to know the romance is still there between you two, anyway. Yeah, 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 no, yeah. But in fact, that's... You ever annoy me? I, I love that kind of stuff as well, to be honest. I love, Tash is better than me, but I'm not very good at watching actual acting. I don't really like series and yeah. that kind of stuff. I like real life stuff, and if it's about a murder or if it's about... Anything know, really, anything, any kind of yeah. documentary we're into, aren't we? Anything real life I yeah. can watch, definitely. Yeah. I actually, I watched The Last Dance again recently. Like, that's just such a great documentary. Oh, yeah. One of my favourites. amazing. If you need that, some that motivation, that, that yeah. stuff gets you fired up. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I agree such with that. Such a great series. I agree with that. Really good. Yeah. Yeah. So what is your favourite hobby, each of you? Um, probably a really boring one, but we love to take the dogs out for a walk of a weekend. That's one of our favourite <laughs> hobbies, isn't it? I don't know if that's classed as a hobby. It's probably not, but no. that's as close as, as a hobby we've got, probably. Yeah. Um, hobbies, whenever you say the word hobby, it normally refers to a sport or something that you yeah. do, like in your downtime and stuff, yeah, so like yeah. the gym, etc. I'm on a I go through phases with the gym, so I'm, yeah. I'm into the gym, and when I'm into the gym, I'm crazy on the gym, like yeah. dieting, etc. everything, I'm mad. And then I could come out of it and, and not bother with it at all, eat what I want, and that's where I'm currently at the moment. I'm not, <laughs> not, in, not into the gym at all. I, I try and eat healthy. I obviously don't yeah. drink alcohol. Um, I, I look after my body in that sense, but normally it would be the gym but at the moment it's not yeah. mm-hmm. okay. i'm looking forward to getting back into the gym though yeah 
And what about you, Tash? Do you have any hobbies or what's your favourite? I have a really, have I? My hobbies are normally Harper's hobbies that I just join along. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll tell you what, Tash is really, really good. And her biggest hob hobby is probably shopping. <laughs> Joe, <laughs> Neve's got the same she's hobby. Really Neve's got the same hobby. I'm a professional shopper. She, yeah, she, she's a professional Amazoner or a saucer. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it is. Every day, yeah. Amazon. No, we could need like the smallest thing, and I'm like, oh, Amazon. I could pop to the shop. No, I'll go on Amazon. Yeah. It'll feel like a present when it turns up. I'm so guilty. I'm so so guilty of it myself. Like Amazon is just yeah. how far packing materials get ordered on Amazon, and I've got a contact for packing materials. I just go, <laughs> I get sucked in the way hole, and then I'm done. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It is phenomenal, isn't it? Amazon, Amazon as a business itself is just mind blowing, yeah. completely mind blowing. Just like the fact that Jeff started with nothing, literally nothing whatsoever, other than the fact he'd just taught himself on the internet which was really new in 1994 95 he had nothing he was like just like just chris just a, just a bit of a dream of owning a company now he's got 560,000 employees yeah across yeah. the world and a billion and a hundred and something billion he's got his own he's got his own space station <laughs> he started with nothing in his kitchen it's crazy it's such a good story yeah do you know it, it, it's amazing and it's it's crazy that amazon our company who are so dominant that the only people that can actually stop them at the moment is the government government interjection are the only yeah. thing that's gonna slow those guys down you know so but if yeah. one man can do it another man can as well exactly yeah. Yeah, it gives everyone that realization that it can happen. Yeah, it is yeah. possible. Awesome. So, guys, just just to wrap up before before we sort of finish, I, this has been a, I, I kind of don't even know how long we've been talking, but I, I've really enjoyed this conversation. <laughs> but where yeah. can where can anybody who's listening find out more about you guys? Um, the normal yeah. Facebook, Google, Instagram, Twitter. Yeah. I'm not great on Twitter, but we're on Twitter. Yeah. Um, yeah, and hopefully we're we're quite well known anyway in the removals industry and in our yeah. local area. Um, and we got a new website, so you should check that out. It's had yeah. a revamp, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, for, for, yeah. Sorry for anybody who doesn't know, it's Warren's Removals and Warren's Elite. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, sorry. What yeah, Warren's Removals and Storage on Facebook and Warren's Removals on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You can find us on there. Yeah, we've just started working with a, he's like an all-rounder really, like a business coach as well as um, a, a web developer. And he, he's sorted our website out. He's got some great ideas for the website. It looks fantastic. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Awesome. It's really good. Awesome. Yeah. Well, look, um, actually, I want to chat to you about that off camera just afterwards, if that's okay, if time allows you guys. Yeah. Um, but look, Warren and Tash Leggett, thank you very yeah. much for coming on. And I really appreciate your time. Thank no, you. Thank you, Chris. Thanks for the invite, mate. Thank it's been you. great.
Thank you for listening to The C. McGee Show. Please be sure to subscribe. If you'd like to connect with Chris, you can find him on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at ChrisMcGee90 and on LinkedIn at ChrisMcGee1. 